1: and I am joined today by two gentlemen. We have Jag Sidhu. He is the CTO at Discoin and Blockchain Foundry. We're also joined by Sebastian Chavez. He is the CIO at both Ciscoin and Blockchain Foundry. Welcome, gentlemen. Hi. Thank
2: you so much for having us on the show today. Nice to meet you.
1: Mm-hmm, absolutely. So, Sebastian, why don't you go ahead and start us off with... Um, you know, what you do in both companies, and introduce, us, introduce yourself.
2: Sure. So, so, my, so my name is Sebastian Shepes, and I'm the CIO here at Blockchain Foundry. And Blockchain Foundry is a blockchain product and services organization that we started late in 2017, and, um, and we've been working on ever since. Um, Bitcoin is actually not a company. Bitcoin is an open source project that we started back in 2014. And I'm the, um, I'm the original founder of the Syscoin project. And Syscoin was really kind of uh, the, the, one of the highlights in my journey in the blockchain space. In 2012, I read an article about Bitcoin and fascinated with it and actually started investing in Bitcoin in, at that time in early 2012. As a technologist, I was fascinated by the technology underlying. I've been a software developer for, for now for almost 25 years of my life and have always been fascinated uh, with cryptography as well. And when I read an article about Bitcoin, it was actually back in 2011 from Wired, talking about the death of Bitcoin, I became immediately fascinated. Here was a technology that was implemented in implementing a uh, decentralized payment method uh, with some really novel features in it. Uh, proof of work, uh, it was something that was amazing to me in terms of giving the network the ability to, uh, to deny double spends. And the use of public uh, public key cryptography was something that was fascinating and made a lot of sense uh, uh, relative to how Bitcoin worked. So uh, I started as, uh, originally as an investor in Bitcoin and then very quickly became fascinated with how the underlying technology worked. And it became pretty clear to me at the end of 2013 that you could do a whole lot more with a decentralized ledger uh, than just shuttle a balance around. Because the blockchain is essentially a decentralized state or decentralized uh, uh, store of data state at any particular time it really meant to me that you could do a whole lot more than just send a balance uh, from one place to another right you could use it to store more complex data structures that actually were part of, uh, of a deeper of deeper processes that work on the blockchain so you could actually add services to the blockchain to do a whole lot more than just ledger a balance around from one place to another. And this became very clear to me when I saw how Namecoin works. Right? I don't know if you know what Namecoin is, but it's a, it's a decentralized currency, just like Bitcoin, that has, gives you the ability of not just sending Namecoin around from one person to another, but it also gives you the ability to register domains. When I saw that, it became very clear to me that you could do much more than just register domain. Uh, you could actually implement things like decentralized marketplaces or identity or certificate certificates. And that's exactly what I um, wanted to do. Once I saw that, I started actually uh, deconstructing the uh, all of the different uh, code bases that I could find uh, relative to the blockchain technology that were available. So that means I spent a lot of time in the Bitcoin core base, in Litecoin, in Maincoin, and others, to see how they fit, how they work together, or how, they, how the technology actually functions. And from there, I started working on a decentralized currency called Syscoin. And really, my goal in Syscoin was to implement a series of services that could be highly useful to people that are doing uh, that want to do decentralized biz tech and so the first service that I implemented was the service called aliases which essentially gives you the ability to be able to uh, to create an identity for yourself on the blockchain uh, to essentially hold keys to prove who you are as well as have a, a human readable address to send this point to um, after that, I started working on what we really are referring to as our flagship service, which our Ciscoin offers, and the Ciscoin offer service allows anyone to be able to list anything for sale on the Ciscoin blockchain, so that means physical products, digital products, as well as potentially uh, services that you can pro- that you provide can be listed directly on the blockchain for others to see and transact with. so essentially, that implements a decentralized marketplace of both products and services right on top of our blockchain, with also the ability for you to pay somebody uh, using the native currency of of our network. Uh, Beyond that, we also have services like certificates. A certificate is essentially a piece of data that's ledgered on the blockchain that is provably owned by you. And so you can use certificates for a myriad of use cases, for actually recording uh, licenses or certificates that you might own, uh, just like you would uh, just like you might record or record some license or certificate at a county clerk's office uh, to prove that you own something uh, certificates can also be paired with offers in such a way to allow you to be able to sell uh, digital products so think of somebody who is uh, who is selling an information ebook or think of somebody that is selling a uh, a software license. Uh, you can use certificates to store that information, and then pair that with Syscoin offers to be able to sell it directly on the blockchain. Beyond offers and certificates and aliases, we also have other services. We have a uh, we have an escrow service that's built right into the blockchain that allows people to essentially have a trusted third party of their choice to be able to facilitate uh, a, a purchase transaction on blockchain. Uh, with CISCOIN3, we've also released a new service called Assets, And assets are, are answered to Ethereum's ERC-20 tokens. And Asset allows you to essentially create any kind of token that you want to represent whatever you want. So if you are looking to do an ICO, or you are looking to use some type of digital token to represent some unique good, you can use our asset service for both of those particular use cases. So we offer a pretty flexible service now for tokenization of anything on the SysCoin network. Um, so that kind of leads us into, into blockchain foundry. Right? We've been working on this uh, we've been working on this cryptocurrency now since August of twenty fourteen we did our launch. So JAG has been pretty much right there from the very beginning. It has really taken over the kind of the, the core visioning and the core feature set of, of the, Syscoin, the Syscoin blockchain. So while I founded the product, I would say that he really is the owner of that product in terms of the, of the real detailed vision that's behind it. And because we've been working together for so long, the, pretty much the entire core team that is part of the Syscoin project is now at Blockchain Foundry, and so we decided in late 2017 to actually form an org- like a for-profit organization uh, on top of, if you will, on top of the Ciscoin blockchain. We wanted to have a means to be able to monetize some of the opportunities that were starting to come our way in the space. Uh, it, as, as you know, in November 2017, the crypto space experienced a giant bubble, right? We had a huge amount of growth and a huge amount of youth come in and a huge amount of potential profit opportunities and ICOs and companies that were exploring what to do with the blockchain along. And so we needed a vehicle to be able to engage in those opportunities. And so we created Blockchain Foundry, and Blockchain Foundry was actually funded with a first round of private funding in November of 2017. And we really began our journey in earnest at Blockchain Foundry Team. We started out with just six individuals that were part of the core Four uh, team from SysCoin and have now grown up to have now grown to twenty two full time employees. We're about to add two more coming up very shortly here and we are doing a lot of stuff here as I said, we are a blockchain products and services so what does that mean exactly uh, on the product side what we're doing is we're taking everything that we have built on the SysCoin blockchain, all those amazing features, all that amazing uh, functionality, and standing up a set of products on top of that that will really allow anyone to be able to create their own marketplace on top of the Ciscoin network really easily and with a minimum amount of friction so to that end we've already uh, created and released one product uh, and that product is called block market desktop block market desktop is our uh, is our desktop based Ciscoin wallet as well as, as as well as proof of concept for all of the services that we have on the Ciscoin blockchain so, using Block Market Desktop, and create an alias. You can list a product for sale on the Syscoin network. You can engage in escrow transactions. You can also create assets, uh, create any kind of token that you want on top of the coin network. Moving forward, we are going to be creating. We're going to be releasing a new product uh, in the near future called Block Market Web, as well as another companion product called Pangolin. And Pangolin is our answer to MetaMask for the for this coin network basically what it is is it's a browser-based secure wallet that allows you to manage your identities as well as the balances that are associated with those identities whether those balances be balances in this coin or balances uh, uh, using balances from tokens that are created on top of the coin network and Pangolin will also allow you to client-sign transactions That, uh, that you, uh, generate in other applications that are Syscoin enabled. And with that first Syscoin enabled application being an application called Block Market Web. And Block Market Web is basically a web-based stack that anyone can install on a web server somewhere that will give, uh, that will give people direct access to a really beautiful, really easy to use website that lists all of the products or some of the products on the Syscoin network. So there are several use cases for block market web. One of them would be very much like the Shopify use that, uh, that uh, people are used to when they're trying to stand up a web store. And that would be, say, if you had a, a series of crafts or products that you were interested in selling, you might open up a Shopify website. You might list all of your products on that website and then market the URL of that website for, for people to come uh, shop at your store on. And you'll be able to do that, uh, this exact kind of thing with Block Market Web. You'll also be able to use Block Market Web in somewhat of an affiliate or reseller capacity, where if you want to, you can stand up an instance of Block Market Web and actually resell or or facilitate the sale of any of the products that are listed on the Syscoin network. So say you were, for example in the business of of selling shoes and you had all kinds of shoes you were selling and, and there were other shoes listed on the Bitcoin network. You could stand up a, a a block market web instance and basically specify that you only want to show things in the shoes category and then what you'll end up with is you'll end up with an e-commerce site where people, anyone can go and transact in the in cryptocurrency and be able to to only show those only show shoes and you can take a closing fee from the activity of the people that are are on your site. So, again, this will will allow you to essentially make some money uh, from all the marketing you do to drive traffic to that website. So that's, in the short term, that's really our our kind of our our primary products that we're currently working on. We have some other longer-term ideas, but we're not quite ready to, to talk about those yet. Now, we also have a tremendous amount of opportunity on the services side. Uh, there are a lot of companies right now that are really interested in blockchain technology what blockchain technology do for them there are also a lot of organizations that have performed very successful icos that really need additional technical help in their own uh, it on their own teams and that's really where we come in so we have a tremendous amount of blockchain experience here uh, we have I don't know how many combined demand years between all of the folks involved at the company. And we want to leverage all of that experience uh, to be able to help people achieve their goals in that space. So we want to help ICOs uh, uh, actually build the successful product that they raise money uh, for. We want to help companies uh, that are looking into the blockchain space to figure out exactly what they can do with the technology and how they can best leverage it to their use. So that's really our services side, and we're already pretty well engaged with that. We have a, we have several clients already that we're working with uh, that um, that are some pretty large clients that we're putting together some really novel applications for that that make uh, solid use of different blockchain components. So in essence, that's kind of a summary about uh, uh, about what we're doing right now. Uh, Syscoin was the open source cryptocurrency project that led to the birth of Blockchain Foundry. And as such, at Blockchain Foundry, we're in a good space because not only do we are we building really interesting and useful products in the blockchain space and providing some good service uh, for people that are looking to engage blockchain technology, but we're also one of the only companies that have also essentially uh, uh, stood up a public blockchain and um, And that gives us a big advantage.
1: Absolutely. And, Jag, why don't you speak a little bit towards some of the unique challenges when working in a space like this that you encounter, and how do Syscoin and Blockchain Foundry go about?
0: I I, I foresaw a a definite roadmap of complexities uh, over time that would scale up um, as, as the industry hardens and gets to a point where average people can get into it um, one of the first things when I joined, uh, when I was working with Sebastian to learn the code base was to, um, you know, figure out how to, you know, I, I what I saw going forward was that Bitcoin blockchain is going to be the most secure. That's where all the mining power is. We need to leverage that. If we use our own um, network of miners, there, there are always going to be problems like we saw with The Verge recently, which just had a, a 51% attack, meaning... Some um, few of the people own majority of the hash power, so they are able to change the transaction so in order to get around that, one of the first things I did was add something called merge mining so you you mine bitcoin for partic- participating pools, you actually mine Syscoin for free as well as a result, so that actually moves some of the moves some of the uh the issues of of these types of attacks over to Bitcoin where we haven't seen that type of attack from um, Bitcoin since its existence. We're not likely to see it going forward, uh, and that amount of competing just doesn't really exist um, within one single entity. So, you know, since we fixed that issue with uh, requiring uh, miners to be um, honest, uh, the other uh, parts came, you know, uh, pretty easily. Some of the problems we saw were, you know, how do we deal with all of this data being put on the blockchain? So another problem that, I solved when I first uh, came in was um, I had to implement uh, some type of service that would remove data from the blockchain uh, once it's not useful. And what does that even mean? Because removing blockchain data means that you know you won't be able to derive the same type of conclusions or come to the same state uh, as before. Um, uh, in typical blockchain applications, but uh, in our case, it was quite unique because we had these things called uh, aliases or identities. So when when you first start using any type of service on a blockchain, you need to you need to create yourself an identity. Um, you know, call it your name or just a pseudo anonymous name. Uh, associate uh, an address, uh, a, a Syscoin or Bitcoin style address to your name, uh, and that what that will give you is the ability to use all these other services that Sebastian. Uh, I told you about in terms of uh, assets and uh offers and all that stuff, since they tie to the identity, now we can put a notion of expiration so once uh once one of these identities um expire, all of their associated data can be uh thought of as being expired as well and, and it's not very useful so kind of think of it as a um type like uh, a domain name which has some website stored on it, so once that domain name expires. That website's gone as well, and, and the backups of that website are, are probably gone as well. So you, you have to keep that domain name alive um, and the hosting service alive to, to stop you from having that data. It's just just gone into the ether. So in this way, we're able to actually prune the blockchain for expired services. We can remove them safely and not have to worry about you know the blockchain not syncing up and stuff because there's some technical challenges that we solved there um and the other the other problems that we uh, obviously saw were Um, you know, speed issues. Uh, So once we have some type of, I call that blockchain scaling part one. Um, Blockchain scaling part two is something that's under active research, and that's a way to, you know, offload all of the data that we're putting on the blockchain to an off-chain store, such that we we can still have the same type of security parameters that are evident in in blockchain applications today, but essentially use the cloud to store your data or or some federated type of service. so the second part, you know, the complexity that we saw going forward were uh, related to something like the uh, the asset service we created. Once you have an asset service, now you want to have the ability for these people to send and receive money across the world um, in a performant way. Um, the Bitcoin blockchain only does seven transactions a second, uh, and we kind of uh, thought that wouldn't be enough. So we, we are on doing TPS testing, but we... Uh, Transactions per second testing at the moment. Right now, we're allocating resources to do that, and we're seeing pretty promising results. So, uh, we were able to leverage multi-threaded, multi-threaded programming, and um, and leverage the fact that there's people with multiple CPUs running these, uh, running these nodes on Syscoin. and so we can essentially, um, you know, uh, transfer that traffic over the network uh, multiple times faster than we could have with uh, the original Bitcoin code base. Which we derived when we first forked Bitcoin to work on CISCoin. So it's it's a lot faster than traditional blockchains, and I I would say we we're probably one of the first people to to be able to do such a thing um, to convert the um, uh, the pool of transactions that come in in a way that uh, are still secure and we can perform on them in uh, in parallel fashion. Uh, there's a few blockchains um, working on that EOS, uh, I think is one notable one that's trying to do it. and I, I don't think it's actually succeeded on mainnet yet, but uh, we've actually had pretty promising results from our tests, and we're going to be launching that on mainnet. Um, another thing for the listeners, if, if, if you're listening and wondering if uh, a project is, is should be invested in, um, and you're investing in the people generally and, and not the product uh, most of the time, especially in crypto since everything's so, um, it's in a maturing phase and it's not kind of ready to be commercialized, Part of the problems we've seen uh, in commercialization is the fact that the the source code itself is not stable. And so, um, part of the work that uh, you know, when I first came in, I noticed that um, we didn't have any um, unit tests. So, unit tests are a way to test your code. Had code coverage of ninety percent or more means that you know you're trusting this code to run as expected and as um, as the specifications call out for it to run. And if You know, we've seen uh, a few uh, instances of code that doesn't do what it's supposed to do. For example, the DAO on Ethereum, which is running a smart contract, wasn't doing what it's supposed to do because of a couple of lines of code that weren't well tested and, as a result, lost millions of dollars. Um, And uh, and so we wanted to have the code coverage there for our smart contracts um, such that, you know, we can trust it in a commercial setting and people putting their money on the line wouldn't have the cases, um, like, with DAO, so we didn't have a case where they'd lose money overnight uh, and have to have a hard port to reverse those transactions. So, unit tests, uh, TPS testing, you know, uh, high throughput um, message processing across the network, uh, having this bonded validator system that allows you to process and incentivize high throughput testing, um, and as well as, as well as merge mining and the design parameters of Cisco itself actually went a long way Um, in resolving some of these these major issues in in the blockchain ecosystem. Uh, Not to say that we solved everything. We still have a lot of work to do, but I think we're at a good point right now um, compared to a a lot of the other projects. Uh, I think we're at a point where we can start commercializing and start bringing products to life uh, under the Blockchain Foundry um, name and and so we can actually put our name on different uh, lines of product that we want to work on or help other people solve their problems.
1: Absolutely. Uh, so many exciting things that you guys are you're into. How can listeners find out more about those companies? What's the best way to get connected and to keep up with everything that you're doing?
2: I think, uh, well, there's a few different ways to kind of to keep in touch with what we're up to. We, we have several public forums where, or semi-public forums where we do uh, have uh, ongoing discussions with our community. We do have a Slack community that uh, we have a bunch of people signed up in, and we also uh, are have a pretty solid presence on Telegram. So those are two good ways of being able to kind of get a hold of us or to be able to get some kind of unofficial uh, updates on what's going on. Officially, we are always posting our updates up through Medium for the world to see. So We do regularly publish updates out there in the world on, on Medium. And we will eventually be moving all of that to our to our official website, blockchain, uh, blockchainfoundryinc.co. And, um, and so those are really the best ways of, kind of uh, keeping track of what we're up to. Uh, all of our official communications are definitely all either blog posts or actual press releases that we're putting in. If you have questions about what we're up to uh, or you'd help or you want to have a discussion with either our developers or our marketing team. really most people are pretty readily available on on, on Slack, then come by our Slack channel and do that. Uh, we also, uh, are, like I said, are on Telegram. So I think those would be the best ways to plug in with us, if you would
1: Fantastic. Well, Jag and Sebastian, thank you so much for joining us on Future Tech Podcast today and, and sharing a, your wealth of information. And We could talk all day about these different things. Um, but just giving us a quick snapshot, we'll have to have you on again to really dive even deeper into, into all the different areas that Siscoin and Blockchain Foundry are paving, paving new waves for.
2: Uh, thanks for having us. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you, if, you have, uh, if you have any further questions or anyone has any interest in Ciscoin, uh, in you can go to our website, Ciscoin.org. We also, like I said, we have, we have a website, Blockchain Foundry as well, and that's blockchainfoundry.co. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. If you have any, if you have any ideas, suggestions, uh, please reach out. So we're all pretty here, and we love talking with technology and what's. To-
1: Fantastic! Thank you both so much. This has been Juliet Marr with Future Tech Podcast. Check out Syscoin and Blockchain Foundry online. Thank you all so much for joining us.
0: You have been listening to Almost Here Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast. Post to review